You're listening to Summer in the Psalms, a podcast hosted through Coramdale College, the college-age ministry of Coramdale Bible Church in Davenport, Iowa. This podcast is meant to be supplemental to our weekly Bible studies, as well as our community hangouts happening throughout the summer. So if you want any information on that, or you'd like to get involved, feel free to head on over to our website, coramdalebible.church college. There, you'll find all the details for our summer events and Bible studies, as well as a way to get connected. We hope to see you in person soon, but for now, let's dive into what the Lord has for us in the Psalms. Ayo, Coram Deo, and welcome back to hey. another episode of Summer in the Psalms. I'm your co-host, Cody Rogers. And I'm Regent Erickson. Uh, there are times that I am tempted at the beginning of a worship set on Sunday mornings when the music starts to say, Ayo, Coram Deo. And <laughs> that would be so much fun. I, I haven't yet. In. Yeah, I haven't yet, so I decided to do it here. So you're welcome, guys. You got to got witness nice the first little, Ayo. Yeah, the first Ayo. Um we're going to dive pretty quickly into it. We don't have uh, too much to announce. Just a few reminders. Got um, If this is released on Friday, then we've got the barbecue happening at my house on Saturday in the afternoon. And then I think there might be some people trying to get some fireworks together. Uh, otherwise, the next big event we got coming up is our camping trip. That's going to be in just a couple weeks, uh, Saturday the 17th, or no, Friday night the 16th into yeah. Saturday the 17th. Um, at this point, if y'all want to get more info on that and you're not part of the group me, just email me, codyr at cdbible.org, and I'll make sure to get you involved there. And please greet him by saying, Ayo, Cody. Yeah, you have to write. That's how I know that you would, listen to That would this. be the most fun. Um, actually, okay, secret challenge for anybody that actually listens to this. The next time you yes. see Regent Rai, you have to greet us with Ayo, Cody, or Ayo, yes. Regent. And that's how we know that you secretly listen. Well, yeah. you didn't secretly. That's how we secretly know that you <laughs> yeah. listen to the podcast. We'll do that. There we go. I like it. Okay, so uh, let's dive into it. We've got a little bit to cover. Still in the Psalms. No surprise there, right? Um, this week, they're in Psalm 61. Yeah. In the ESV, titled Lead Me to the Rock. Um, and it's a little bit shorter than last week, so that'll be good. I, my group didn't get all the way through Psalm 51. I'm uh, not surprised. Admittedly, yeah. So, I mean, I know that's a, a common thing. So, Psalm 61 is what you guys would be in, but uh, today, Regent, what are we talking about? What are we doing? Jesus. That's going to be a fun one. Today Yay. is a great one. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> it, yeah. No, I'm, I'm pumped. Um, yeah, we're talking about Jesus, and so we're also going to talk about the Davidic Covenant, because David's a big part of the Psalms. The Davidic covenant's a big part of David's life. Mm. And I mean, you're going to see the Davidic covenant all through scripture anyways, being referenced and you see it in Psalms. So like, yeah, I'll talk about it. So maybe, um, I have two questions I want to ask, but let's just start with, uh, you were going to mention this. What is a covenant, right? Can we start there? Yeah. Groundwork. No, what, think, is, what is a covenant? Yeah. A covenant is a relationship between God and his people. And like a really basic, simple term. It's not the same as like a, you know, I'm, I'm not, it's not a contract. It, it's like, there's, there's the relational aspect that has to be part of it. Um, and it, a covenant in scripture is guaranteed by the Lord's word. Sometimes you'll hear them thrown around as like a conditional covenant or an unconditional covenant. 
And what that means is if it's a conditional covenant, there's requirements on both sides. And, and that's where we would say it is more like a contract. It, yeah. right? There are contractual it, agreements yes. that have to be met in order for both parties to do what they say they're going to do. There are for sure contractual elements yeah. to a covenant, 100%. But then there's also some un- unconditional ones where those they're, they're guaranteed, regardless of whether or not you or I fill out what we're supposed to do in the covenant. Sometimes there's not even a requirement on the other side from God for the covenant. Mm, so a, a covenant is an agreement. Uh, in biblical terms, typically an agreement between God and man or a, a statement of relationship or promise. That's mm-hmm. what you're saying. Um, what are what are other examples of covenants in our lives besides just the ones that we're going to talk about? Yeah, a big one is marriage. Um, mm-hmm. That is that is a covenant between you, your wife or, or husband, however, yeah. whichever gender you're you are. Significant you're other. significant other. <laughs> and, and the Lord. Um, and that's a promise to each other and to the Lord. Um, that's a very relational covenant. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably the most prominent one and probably where you'd still hear the word used the most. Yeah. Right. Besides like if you're reading scripture. All right. So let's talk a little bit about, um, you had mentioned there's two types of covenants. There's yep. the conditional and unconditional covenants. Uh, what's a, a quick and easy reference for an unconditional covenant? So something that doesn't require anything on like mankind's point. Yeah, a good a good one for that is the Noahic covenant, where the Lord promises that He's not going to destroy the earth in the same way He did with the flood. Yeah, and and then also there's signs of of covenants too, yeah. which I'll just put in there, cherry on top. And the sign of that particular covenant is uh, what we all know is uh, as the rainbow. Yeah, right. That God says, "I'll put my bow." in the clouds and that will be a sign of what he is saying. So that's a unconditional covenant. Man doesn't have to do anything to follow through on that. Yeah. Um, so, okay. What about a conditional covenant? A good one for a conditional covenant is the Mosaic covenant where, where the Lord gave Moses the law. Um, and this one has a really easy way of seeing the conditional part about it because in the law, the Lord is instructing his people how to fulfill or obey the covenant and what their side of the um, contract is. Yeah. So Noahic, Mosaic, they're named after typically who initiated the covenant or who was there for the founding of the covenant. So how does that relate to what we're talking about today? The Davidic covenant. Yeah. So the Davidic covenant um, is in part conditional, but because of actually Psalm 89 has some unconditional parts to it. Okay. Um, so overall, I would say to keep it simple, the Davidic covenant is a conditional or excuse me, an unconditional covenant because the hinge point of the Davidic covenant is uh, a promise of a future king, an everlasting king. But in Psalm 89, we actually see uh, the psalmist uh, interacting with the Davidic covenant. Um, and just just to throw that out there, we'll probably talk about it a little bit more later on. But towards the end of Psalm 89... He is talking about how the people have not responded in uh, a, a righteous way, and the Lord has uh, renounced um, some of what he had promised in that because of their um, not following the rules, mm. I guess. So it's it's uh, conditional in the sense there are things that the Lord, uh, in the full scope of it, was saying he was withdrawing, but... Mm-hmm. In the, in terms of the Lord's plan of salvation, which we'll talk about as we as we get into this, um, that part 
we see and is revealed that it is unconditional throughout yes. time. And maybe necessarily, I wonder, I guess even they would have seen the Davidic covenant as, as unconditional in some ways, yeah. even in it. So anyway, let's talk about it. It's named after David, right? Yes. So that's the Davidic covenant. Yep. It happens with David. Um, where does it happen with David? Why does it happen with David? Can we get, get around that central part first, as far as the, the history of the, of the Davidic, Davidic covenant? Yeah. So you'll find in scripture, the Davidic covenant in second Samuel chapter seven, um, 11 verses 11 to 16 is the, is the bulk of it. Eight to 18 kind of gives you some more, a little bit more context around it, just some of the situation, but the Davidic covenant is given to David, um, by God through the prophet, Nathan. He, um, speaks to David through Nathan, um, who was a prophet at that time. And he's the one that called David on his sin in yes. Psalm 51, as yes. we see on because of Bathsheba. So yes. he, we've interacted on that part before. Yes. So the Lord gives this to David. And so let's just start by kind of going through real quickly um, with what he actually says. Um, I see you have it open there. Do you want to do a quick, quick, you can paraphrase probably, but sure, yeah. through it. So Second Samuel chapter 7, we said. Um, if you have the ESV, it says right at the top, the Lord's covenant with David. So they they plainly list it out. Um, let me see, just scrolling over these verses a bit. Um, it says, verse four, it says, the word of the Lord came to Nathan, go and tell my servant David. Thus says the Lord, would you build me a house to dwell in? I have not lived in a house since the day I brought up the people of Israel from Egypt to this day, but I've been moving about in a tent from my dwelling place. So that hits even more of David's life as he goes on. Verse seven, in all places where I moved with all the people of Israel, did I speak a word with any of the judges of Israel whom I commanded to shepherd my people, saying, Why have you not built a house of uh, me a house of cedar? Now therefore, thus you shall say to my servant David. So here it is again. Thus says the Lord of hosts, I took you from the pasture, from the from following the sheep, that you should be prince over my people Israel. And I have been with you wherever you went and cut off all your enemies from before you. So the Lord's reminding him of uh, what he has done for him, which is another signature of a covenant often, is that the Lord reminds the people of Israel what he has done for them. And I will make for you a great name, like the name of the great ones of the earth. Now here starts coming the promise. I will appoint a place for my people Israel and will plant them so that they may dwell in their own place and not be disturbed anymore. So this is land, right? A permanent permanent place to dwell. Violent men shall afflict them. Um, just going on a little bit more. Getting close to verse 12, moreover, the Lord declares to you that the Lord will make you a house, uh, a house, not just physically, as we'll see. When your days are fulfilled and you lie down with your fathers, so when he dies, I'll raise up your offspring after you and who shall come from your body and I will establish his kingdom. So that's sort of good, right? Yeah. Right off the bat. Oh, yeah. It seems immediate though. So I'm like, like so far, if God's saying this to me, it is, oh, great. When I die. He's going to give me a son that's yeah. going to, and like my son will have a kingdom. Yeah. Awesome. And then here we go. Verse 13, he shall build a house for my name and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. That's a big word. That's the signature word for me. That's the signature word of the, of the Davidic covenant. I will establish his kingdom forever. I will be to him a father and he shall be to me a son. So he's saying, I will bring forth the son of God from your kingdom and his reign shall be forever. That is pretty huge. Yeah, that's massive. That would have been shocking to David. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and what a promise right? Yeah. that he shall be my son, God says. Yeah. So um, do you want me to keep on continuing or do you want to stop there for now? I mean, I think that's a great place to okay. stop, start off with because that, that last statement that you're making there, the, the, the throne forever and the father being a son is like the hinge point, like from this side of the cross, after Jesus has come, died and resurrected, like we have we can see that established now and see the significance of that when the Lord gave it to David then. One of the ways that we know too that this is speaking of Jesus from scripture that makes this clear for us is Hebrews 1, 5 actually. Um, Hebrews 1, 5 references uh, the part where it says that I will be to him a father and he shall be to me a son. Um, and the writer of Hebrews says it this, this way. He says, for to which of the angels did God ever say, you are my son, today I have begotten you? Or again, and here's where he quotes Second Samuel, I will be to him a father and he shall be to me a son. And what the writer of Hebrews is saying is that God said this to no one except for about Jesus. Right. And so if there's confusion or question, that helps bring clarity to the fact that this is speaking to Jesus, God's son, who came and died on the cross, was resurrected, and defeated our sin in that. Yeah, and prayerfully, um, not only the fact that it, it's explicit in the New Testament, even from an author saying, that's what this means, yeah. but I, how can you not see the connections for yourself? If you've read the story of Jesus, if you've read the, the Gospels, Jesus is the Son of God, and yeah. and we see that he's going to have a kingdom forever, and he calls God his Father. And that he does the will of his father. And there's, I mean, it's just a heavy reference. And even uh, Matthew yeah. does great care in his gospel to show that Jesus is a actual descendant of David himself. And, and you, you don't miss that because that is huge. That is very intentional. And like, it, there is no, like, it's not an accident that the gospels focus on this and focus on David's or excuse me on Jesus's kingship and make that apparent because they remember and are reflecting on the Davidic covenant and the promise the Lord made and see that it is fulfilled in Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, so I think this just given with the amount of time we have left in the podcast, I think this is a good transition point and and I want to say um, there's a lot to covenant theologies. So there's a lot yes. more I'm sure you had prepared regent to talk about the <laughs> Davidic covenant. Um, and there are other covenants that would be really important to go through. Um, one of the things, if you've made it this far into the podcast, I'll just say this. Regent and I are planning on continuing these podcasts somehow after the summer. Um, one of the things I would love to revisit is more covenant theology yeah, and for sure. do a deep dive of them. But uh, what I want to talk about is it's not just the, the Davidic covenant is a promise. It's that it's also a prophecy. Yeah, right? It's something that is going to happen in the future. And we know it relates to Christ, but that is not the only prophecy related to David him, himself, right? Because David himself was a prophet in some of the Psalms as yeah. he spoke. And, and what I'm getting at is the prophecy of Christ happens in the Old Testament, and it does happen uh, crucially in the Psalms. Mm -hmm. So what, what do we have to talk about when it comes to Jesus in the Psalms, particularly like through prophecy? And, and what do we see about Jesus in the Psalms in that? Yeah, so one of the ways that we can watch for Jesus in the Psalms is, I mean, this king language, you're going to see it 
throughout all of scripture and it is not inappropriate to see that as speaking towards the future king of jesus yeah and um that is where that you're going to be going to in an inappropriate understanding of psalms in most cases yeah um, and and jesus himself gives us that understanding yes. of the psalms right do you have it by chance i don't i don't i think it's in matthew where Jesus talks about what David is saying in the Psalms. Do you have, do you know what part oh, I'm talking about? No, I wish I okay. had that. So there's a part, um, I don't have time to Google it at the moment, but there's this part where Jesus is talking to the Pharisees and he stumps them with the question of who is David talking about when he says the, the Lord says to my, says to my Lord. Right. Uh-huh. Um, and he, he's yeah. referencing that David himself was referencing Jesus in the Psalms. So Jesus in the new Testament tells the Pharisees essentially that David is, is referencing Jesus himself. Yeah. Right. And so that is, that's, I'm going to find it now. Go for it. I have another one. So, uh, one of it, it's pretty well known because Jesus himself is pointing to himself in this Psalm. Um, and it's Psalm 22. Um, it's the a famous part in Matthew, um, where the Matthew recorded it in like the actual, Greek and then it it gets translated again and it says my God my God why have you forsaken me is the is the line Jesus quotes while hanging up on the cross and this is a very significant statement because this is pointing us back to Psalm 22 um, which is a psalm of David David's writing and this is what Psalm 22 verse 1 starts off with my God my God why have you forsaken me and so this is like a explicit reference of Jesus to this psalm. That's where they would have made the connection. And what's incredible about this psalm is as you read through it, you start seeing some imagery that is a prophecy of Jesus's death. And like, for example, verses 14 and 15 talks about uh, his bones are out of joint and his tongue sticks to his jaw and like you can see his bones speaking of like the physical abuse that he receives. Um, and then there is another verse later on where it talks about in verse 18, dividing the garments among them um, for my clothing, they cast lots. Mm. Um, and that's specifically fulfilled and acknowledged when he uh, referen- when he talks about the guards casting lots for his garment. Yeah. So many of the things that we honor and celebrate on our good Friday service is the prophetic Psalms of Christ and him quoting them and, and just that, I mean, it pinpoints it so well, oh, yeah. you know, just the way he was crushed. Um, even just talking about how they, they mock him, accuse him, but then dividing the garments, just like you said, like it's, you, you can't, you can't no, just make that up, so good. you know, that, it, that, that happened historically, which we know the cross happened historically outside of biblical sources even. So, yeah. Yeah, I love that. Um, it is Matthew 22, Matthew 22, 40, uh, like starting in 41 real quick. Now, while the Pharisees were gathered together, Jesus asked them a question saying, uh, what do you think about the Christ? Whose son is he? And they said to him, the son of David, he said to them, how is it then that David in the spirit calls him Lord saying, and now he quotes Psalm 110, the Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I put enemies under your feet. If then David calls him Lord, how is he his son? And no one was able to answer the word. And that is clearly Jesus saying that, that he is spoken of by David in the Psalms. Yeah. 
That's awesome. And he is David's son because he's in his lineage, but he's also not David's son because he's his Lord. Yeah. So it's a that's that's both and there. Yeah. Prophetic Psalms. So good. What other awesome. there's there's other prophetic psalms. Is there any more that you want to talk about today? I didn't I didn't have any, but I actually I wanted to say this because it's it's gonna sound weird at first. Yeah. So okay. we're gonna take the time to explain it. Yeah, let's do it. Um but when when looking for Jesus in the Psalms, it's a great thing to do. Like scripture points to Jesus or looks back on Jesus. Um but I would I I'll, I'll make the statement to not go to Jesus too quick. And here's what I mean by that, because that sounds wrong. But if you are reading a psalm, for example, and you come across it, say, the king will reign, and you're like, oh, that's Jesus. Great. But what does that mean? Um, if you just jump to that out of that line and say, oh, that's Jesus, you don't actually know what that's saying about Jesus or the context of that. Right. And you should take the time to read the verses before and after, read the full psalm. And let's see, maybe he's saying that this king is your refuge or this king is your stronghold and you will just get a much deeper full picture of what this is pointed to in Jesus. Right. Yeah. And that also reminds me too, of just like when you're reading through things that are considered prophetic, there is oftentimes what they call an immediate fulfillment and a future fulfillment of it. Meaning that there are nuances of, of what might be immediate to the context of the author. So even in the Davidic covenant, if you were to read like mm -hmm. right after where I stopped reading, you'd see that it talks about when the son commits iniquity. Yeah. Right? And, and we know that that is actually an immediate fulfillment of David's son, uh, Solomon. Yep. Right. And so there's things that can be both. And there can be things that have an immediate fulfillment and the ultimate fulfillment. So, you know, what Regent's saying if it's talking about a king, it could also have an immediate context and yep. you don't want to miss over that immediate context as well, right? Yeah. It may not only be King Jesus. It might be, um, and, you know, historically, and this isn't just in the Psalms. It could be historically, okay, well, what king did they have at that point? Or, you know, stuff like that. Obviously, when David is calling him the king, he's talking about God. Yeah. But it is really good to note that in other prophecies and stuff, I don't want you to take the whole principle that it always means Jesus and only Jesus. Yeah. There's also an immediate context as yep. well. For sure. For sure. And it's just to be careful to be sure, you know, just to make sure that what you jump to Jesus with is actually pointing to Jesus. Maybe it sounds like language that could be pointing to Jesus, but as you read on, it's talking about a very sinful person. Well, we know that Jesus isn't a sinful and wasn't a sinful man. And so that can't be talking about Jesus. Yeah, exactly. Um, we talk about this with our Bible study on Tuesday nights. Like if the Bible says two things, both are true. And we need to find out how they're true, right? Even if they seem like, well, wait, this seems a little contradictory. Let's, they are they are both true, and we need to to find the balance between them. So, and that that's it for that Davidic covenant. You can yep. clearly see there's a, a, a fulfillment on David's son and a fulfillment on Christ as well. Yeah, for sure. So to bring this full circle, this we did this with this psalm intentionally, um, and. I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna read it, but I'm gonna tell you there is language of a king enthroned forever in this psalm. The psalm that they're going to be in. Yeah, the psalm they're going to be in. Yes. Psalm 61, and don't miss it. Yeah, I'll leave. I'll leave it with that. Yeah, and there. I mean, there are so many that we did not cover here today. Oh my goodness, yes. We get it. We could have an entire series just on the prophetic psalms of Christ, but we're not going to for now. 
right? Nope. Okay. Well, I think that's going to do it for us, friends. Thank you so much for tuning in and sticking through till the end. I know some of you do. It's uh, much appreciated to be able to know that what we're doing here is not only worth uh, the time, but also that it's helping you. So thanks for the feedback. Don't forget, you can be asking those questions, giving them to us. I have a few in now, but I would love a lot more. I'm sure we'll get more as... Oh, yeah. It gets closer. I right? hope so. Let's yeah. send them in. Yeah, we will. And uh, we'll be having some announcements uh, later on of things that we're going to do to continue throughout the summer and into the fall. So, But until then, know that you are loved, and we will see you soon. Ayo. <laughs> Ayo. Ayo.